Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Today I'm chatting to Kim Ingleby about instructor burnout, which is something some of you may well be feeling the effects of this month. Kim has been in the industry for over 20 years and has a master's in NLP hypnotherapy and psychotherapy. She runs Energized Performance and specializes in mind and body coaching. Kim, thanks for joining me for this podcast. It's great to have you here. My pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Thank you. So tell us, what actually is burnout and what are the most common causes? Oh, I mean, burnout can mean different things for different people. And I think if we're listening to, you know, speaking to this audience in the fitness industry, I think it's often to do with working really long hours, getting up really early in the morning and working really late at night, having disturbed sleep. And then that kind of affects our time to have prepared good food. And then our thoughts get kind of confused and overwhelmed by just the volume of maybe clients that we're coaching and the things that we're doing. And it just just kind of continually builds up to a level of like fatigue in a person that could be mental or physical fatigue and a loss of like motivation and joy and excitement for what you're doing and you may get physically run down you may have digestive problems you may have colds or you may just have this like ongoing sense of lethargy in your whole body and you just you've lost that motivation in yourself to kind of go and do what you want to do and everything feels really hard. So there are all sorts of different things that represent burnout, but I think it's complete fatigue in your mind and your body and a loss in my experience of helping fit pros of just motivation and love for what they do, but also motivation and self-care for themselves. And so it's that combination. So you mentioned sort of complete fatigue. So how do we kind of avoid getting to that point? What are the little signs that we might be able to recognize that say, okay, let's not let this go any further? I think the common ones, so obviously I'm I'm tailoring this to the fit pro audience and I coach all sorts of different people. So it'd be slightly different if I was speaking to an athlete audience or my CEOs. But for fit pros that I coach, I think what comes up is often sleep sleep's the key thing like I find it really hard to switch off I'm always on you know my digital devices I'm always on social media I feel like I need to always be switched on to help my clients I find it really hard to sleep because I finished teaching really late then I haven't eaten properly because I've been teaching classes or looking after clients and then doing social media and then in the morning the same thing happens so I think I think the the key thing is if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, that's me and it's stressing me that I'm hearing that it's me, you probably need to start to put a little bit of self-care and some boundaries in place to help yourself sleep better because sleep, as we all know, is like one of the primary things that makes a big difference to us. And then obviously eating well, having good rest and recovery, as well as training hard. And all of those things make a big difference. So I think if you're in constant overwhelm, you feel like you can't switch off literally and metaphorically in your head, then those are symptoms of maybe just pulling back and getting some support would be helpful. And what sort of self-care could we be implementing with regards to sleep, say? 
Well, it's such a good question. And I, I mean, I'm talking to experts, I'm sure, that are listening and people that know, you know, what they would advise their clients. So the first thing I would say is almost pause and step back and, and have a look at your own lifestyle as if you were your own client and ask yourself, like, what would you advise yourself if you were your client? Because I do it too. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, sometimes you have to advise yourself and it's okay if you get it wrong. I think having a clear boundary of when you switch off your social media and your devices so that you do actually have some time for yourself and then having like a sleep care routine and a a morning routine that is for you so even if it's like five minutes or ten minutes but it's something that will wind you down and allow you to relax and sleep and then something in the morning that sets you up in the right way to look after yourself and that can be anything from you know walking meditation yoga mindfulness journaling cooking you know it doesn't it's like little things but those little things where you are present for you checking in with how you feel I think really does a lot for yourself but also reflects into your clients and why do you think this time of year it's particularly prevalent burnout Oh, I think it's probably the legacy of Christmas and the festive time. So a lot of people have done a lot of traveling. There's a lot of expectation and there's a lot of pressure. So a lot of the people that I coach, you know, they're tired from that. And then they're going into the new year. They haven't had a proper switch off time because they've been preparing, you know, maybe marketing and blogs and writing for the new year. Then they've got new clients that maybe need more support and regular clients that they want to give more for for new goals. They've perhaps signed up for some courses and training themselves. So it's just this general sense of overwhelm and trying to do everything in January and make these um, like new solutions and support their clients. And I say solutions because I think resolutions, like people go quite all in and then the habit doesn't change and then they go back in February. So I would say, you know, each week as a fit pro thinking, you know, what's the priority to give my clients this week, but also what's the priority to look after myself so that. I can last in this industry and give my best and still keep like that passion. So if somebody listening is thinking, yeah, that's me, and they've got to that complete fatigue stage, what are some good coping mechanisms that they can put in place today that can try and just release some of that? Oh, that's a great question. And I think if someone's listening and they're really feeling like I'm a, at a crisis point, then I think the first thing I would say is is try and reach out and ask for some support, whether that's professionally from somebody that's confidential, non-judgmental. And, you know, I know that FitPro has a good list of resources and things or I can help you with that. And it's it's okay to ask a friend for some help or family, you know, just reaching out and saying, hey, I'm not okay. And I think a lot of fit pros find that hard because they feel like they should be able to fix it because this is what they do themselves. And I used to kind of feel like that. And sometimes, you know, I still do. But actually having coaches and having support is invaluable. So I think that's one thing that might not be immediate. The immediate things are, I would say, looking at sleep, nutrition, hydration and movement. So not necessarily training, but just those four basic health qualities and asking yourself, which one could you simply change today that would make a difference? So that would be adding in. And then I would look at what's one simple thing you could take out or give yourself a boundary with. So maybe saying no to your 6 a.m. client or if you're doing a 6 a.m. client, saying no to your 8 or 9 p.m. client and knowing, you know, what will help you sort of balance things better. 
And it's hard if you're in, in overwhelm to do those boundaries and you will feel fearful. But just just have the courage to do that because the tiny habit changes over like a three week period will make a big difference. And how common would you say burnout is then? Is it is it likely to affect every instructor in their career or is it quite rare? I hope it doesn't affect every instructor, (laughs) Um, but I think it's very common in this modern world in every industry because we're we're just like we're sort of switched on the whole time and people expect things immediately. But if you give clear communication and boundaries about how you work, you can kind of give yourself rules that mean you can still manage things well. So you're delivering, but you're not like always switched on. I think in the health and wellness industry, there's a lot of people who are more aware of it. So there's a lot more support. There's a lot of wellness and yoga and mindfulness courses. But equally, there's a lot of pressure to deliver and you know look good and feel good and always be high energy. So I think it's just about having having that support system around you. You know, what support do you have around you? Is it coaching? Is it, you know, the body care or sports massage or reflexology or whatever might help you? Do you need a supplement? You know, just looking at how you might be able to help yourself. But outside of the industry, I think the other thing is looking at your life priorities on how busy is your life? So have you got young children? Are you on your own, but you'd like to have a relationship? Are you moving house? Do you have financial pressures? And I think often as a fitness professional, we forget about the pressure of life. So how many other life priorities do you have that maybe mean you need a little bit more space in your work? And when did you last give yourself a proper full day off or take a holiday or, you know, just take take some travel time in a different place? Because I know some people like to work most of the time and they enjoy their work and that's kind of okay but maybe you need a change of environment to just kind of reboot so hopefully in there there's some ideas that people can pick up on brilliant and you and you talked a a little bit earlier about switching off have you got a good tip for switching off because I know it'd be really hard for some people to to do that uh, yes it's um <laughs> it is it is hard particularly if you love what you do and I think that's often why fitness professionals do head towards burnout because we love what we do and then suddenly you get to a point where like I how did it get out of balance you know I've been there because I do love what I do but how do you switch off the easy thing is like change your state so if you're busy in you know teaching classes and with clients the whole time go like move into a cafe and go and sit in a cafe that you don't normally sit in and just have a whatever you want to drink and sit and think how can I do something differently and just do it for 10 minutes you know changing your state that can be really helpful if you find yourself scrolling through social media and things switch off your phone pick up you know a book listen to some music call a friend can't do that if you switch your phone off but you you get the gist of what I'm meaning if you've got stuck in not creating nice different like varied foods get a recipe book out and cook something different you know it's doing something different and in that moment of overwhelm going right what can I do now and I guess if there are instructors out there who have never felt any of these warning signs and are thinking no it's it's not going to happen to me they still need to be aware that it could creep up on them yeah I think you don't want to be scared of like oh am I going to burn out but I think you do want to have an awareness of I always talk about I I think work-life balance now has kind of moved into like an ebb and flow of sometimes, you know, it's not going to be in balance because you've got a big conference that you're presenting at or something. But if you've got a massive, busy section of time is how can you do some like low, lower stuff afterwards that will rebalance you and having that awareness of, 
you know, what works best for you the whole time. Because if you're always switched on, burnout is normally an accumulation of years and years. So, you know, instructors who get a little bit ill every now and then almost aren't as prone to burnout because, you know, they're taking time off to recover and then they're coming back. Obviously, they, they don't want to get ill and they need to look after themselves. But classic burnout is normally you haven't got ill and, it, and it's a build up of years and years. And then it really hits you. And I think if anyone knows like my personal story with, you know, the post files encephalitis five years ago, you know, when everything I was really, really ill. And I'm sure that's a, a level of like everything I was doing, I was loving, but I was doing a lot of everything. And if I look back, I think, OK, so maybe I needed to like balance things. So what I learned is if you're self-employed or you run your own business, as we all know, you, but you need to have a really good support system, but a really good system of like, you know, how your business can run if you're not OK. And also just journaling once a week or once a month and just taking into consideration, how's my mental health? How's my physical health? How's my sleep? How's my hormones? How's my energy? Just noting that down. So taking away the apps and stuff, because sometimes we lose awareness of how we truly are. So using the apps for one bit of data but then doing just a journal of how am I in these if you look at it after three months you might see a pattern of okay so my mental health is I'm not always that happy anymore maybe I need to put a bit more fun time in or oh I noticed my energy was like eight out of ten and now it's always six mm, that's okay but like maybe I should look at my food or something so sim simple things they don't say that they'll make a difference in a week but over the period of three months they do it's like having a life record, a mood record, Sorry? a mood record that you've got there. Yeah, a life yeah, record. definitely. <laughs> it, I do it with the athletes as well. And they're really sceptical. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, always on that training session, I feel annoyed. And I didn't realise it was just that one. And, I, and is it the timing of it? Is it because I haven't had breakfast? Is it, you know, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. It's helpful. Great. And is there sort of one resource that you could signpost us to that maybe people could, could go after here to find out a bit more about how to cope with burnout? I think, I mean, using the Headspace app has been very useful for a lot of a lot of people and a lot of fitness professionals. There's a book called Adrenal Fatigue um, by James Wilson. Don't be scared by the cover, but it's quite an interesting book as well. And that's a good one to look at. There are so many different resources and it would be different for different people but I'm sure after this we can pull together you know a list of helpful resources but try those two and and also try checking in with yourself and then looking in the local community as well of how there might be some help in there as well. Wonderful thank you Kim thanks for taking us through the causes and ways to cope with burnout I'm sure it'll be really valuable no to some of the listeners thank you so much. My pleasure. For more information about FitPro Education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy the, today's podcast and see you next time.